What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 11 of the Brown and White Get It Right podcast. I'm your host, Nikhil Rangaswamy. Still he- still here with the same asshole I'm always with, Luke Langenship. How's it going, buddy? Here for another jaded episode of our show. Another. Now, unfortunately, I want. I was really hoping to be in more of an upbeat mood. You know, it was, it was a good weekend. You know, I had a good weekend. You know, we, we beat it. We beat a top 10 team in Indiana. But why does it feel like these are all just us? These, these football episodes are always just us complaining the entire time. Well, I think it's the same thing we've been saying at every single episode that we've been doing like this entire season thus far is we are not a championship team, and we're and we're and we are seeing that every every single week after week. Every single week, dude. It's it, it's it's so disappointing just because like. You'll see it in bits and in, in bits and pieces, right? Like I feel like we came out and that, that game couldn't have started any better. You come out first drive touchdown, we like we stop them, like we go, like we get a three and out on them, like real quick, and then like you think like okay, like maybe we'll maybe this is the game we come out and just finally just you know keep our foot on the gas for a full sixty minutes and like blow them out. And don't don't get me wrong, I think Indiana's good, but they're not that. I still no. I'm still not completely sold that they're that good. You know, like. Well, I mean, this season's so weird, and trying to keep track of, of you know who's actually a top ten team and who it and who isn't, it's just borderline impossible when you have some, some some teams that have only played like three or four games, some some that have played eight games, yeah, some yeah. that have played you know it's just it's just it's just too hard to tell. Like, I mean, it it, it would be it would be one thing if if Indiana had been playing like all the way from like the beginning with everybody who started the season, but they haven't. And I mean, with the, with this as as their first major loss, I mean, like it's hard to tell how they would actually shape up against a team like. Clemson or Alabama. Yeah, well, I did, well, the reason like the reason they shot up in the rankings so much because they come out and beat Penn State at the very beginning of the year, and Penn State was ranked number eight. Well, you look five weeks later, Penn State's all in five. Oh yeah, have you had to win a game? <laughs> like, well, I, like we were like we were saying from from the from the very beginning that we thought Penn State was going to be the game of the, of the oh, season, and clearly and it proved to not be not even, at all. Not even close. I mean, dude, looking back on that now, the, the thirteen point win over Penn State looks terrible. And I mean, the reason why I still don't think Indiana is that like we it's still hard to say that Indiana is like good, good. Because you know, well, their wins: Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan, Michigan State. Like none of those are are impressive, <laughs> impressive wins at all. Well, especially since they're all in conference games, and I think you and I can both agree. Yeah, the Big Ten is a shit show this no, year. No, it's yeah. just, it's it's a it's a nightmare on weeks. I mean, week after week, my 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 views on who's good and who's not in the Big Ten change. At first, I thought we were just head and shoulders above everybody else. Turns out we're not. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, I, I was ready for North Carolina to be a good. Team. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm still gonna hold you to that one. That's that's fucking hilarious. Like, you thought they were gonna make the playoffs. I'm gonna be hearing about that for the next ten years, yeah, everybody. But yeah, it just—it's so frustrating because I just like we—I just want to see a full sixty-minute game, like a full sixty-minute game, like not like not one drive because like it's just so frustrating to see like one drive you look like it's always the first drive. I was talking to you about this, or I was talking to somebody else about this. I think it's like the first drive of every half we look amazing, like unstoppable. I think we scored on the first drive in each half in like every single game we played this year, something crazy like that. We look so good, but then it just goes to shit. Like, like always by the second quarter, we're, we're we've gone silent. Oh yeah, and then like Ryan Day's always got to fire him up at halftime. Then they come out, they come out okay at half, and then yeah, I mean, dude, even this game, like, what was it? it was, yeah, it was twenty eight to seven and a half. Like you're thinking, like, okay, like this is like this is a pretty comfortable yeah. dub, you know? Like maybe we can run it up a little bit, and then I mean, we come out and score. This is the second game in a row we've lost the second half. We they outscore us twenty eight to fourteen in the second half. And we only have one offensive touchdown because Sean Wade had that pick six. Who, besides that, is playing terrible this year. Like, <laughs> I mean, like with with like the defense being so young this year. Because I mean, like, it, it, like we've already seen and we've already said this before. The issue isn't that Ohio State can't put points on the board because they can, but we can't keep points off the board. Well, and dude, that's always going to be it's a scary because like I don't, even like our offense isn't like they're good, but I think we just rely way too much on two people. I mean, dude. I mean, now Master Teague's putting up big numbers now, but receiving-wise, outside of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, like, nobody's doing anything. I, I guess you don't need to. 
you don't need a whole lot from your other guys when, you know, just going down the stats here. Garrett Wilson, seven catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Olave, eight, eight catches, 101 yards, zero touchdowns. But only three other people caught a pass, and it was one catch, 13 yards, one catch, 10 yards, one pass. Like, you know, it, at some point, you if one, like, if one of those, if just one of those guys, because, like, the formula right now is, like, both those guys need to be on one every single game. And that's just unreal. Like, you can't keep on expecting them to put up these kind of numbers every single time. Maybe for the rest of the regular season, because, you know, looking forward, we got Illinois, Michigan State, Michigan. So maybe for the rest of the regular season, like, they can do stuff like that. But when it comes to, like, the good teams, like, you can't rely on those guys to just go nuts. Like, it's going to need to be a more balanced attack, you know? Well, like, and, and also with, like, Justin Fields, like, if there's anything that I that I took away from the, from that, from, from like, this, this weekend's game, it was that Justin Fields was having an off day. Oh, yeah. Like, his, his second-half performance that was That was atrocious. confounding, dude. Not even second, like, his, the, the entire game. Like, after the first drive, he played like shit. <laughs> like, it's like, all those picks were cr- terrible picks. Like, they weren't even, like, good interceptions. They were, like, completely horrible interceptions. And it's just there were there were so many moments when he when he was just when he he, he just I don't know his accuracy was off like he was just like landing like way over all of his that fourth down heads. that fourth down like, play it was just an, that yeah. fourth down play that almost cost us that almost cost us a game where he missed the dude literally wide open in the flat nobody was guarding him at all he would have walked walked to the first down yeah I mean it was it was frustrating I mean yeah I mean it's 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 weird this this kind of we talked about how spoiled we are as Ohio State fans but like. Like I still just like I know we beat a top ten team and like that should it should be good but like that should not have like the way that like twenty eight to seven and a half and you you, you come away with a one score of victory and like that was a nail biter dude like they had a chance to win at the end like I'm I'm still not used to these nail biter games and fucking you know the fourth game of the season when's the last time the fourth game of the season has ever been like a tough game you know what I'm saying like it's just annoying dude and like I mean I know me and you have the same gripe too the defense is just awful bro like the defense is so bad. I mean, we had what one sack that game, two sacks that game, and the secondary is just a nightmare. I get that they're young, but like at, at some point, like well, if, you're, if you're playing in a program like Ohio, Ohio State, State, I mean, dude, Ohio State's been, for lack of a better word, like DBU over the past like six years. You look at all the cornerbacks we have in the NFL. I mean, just to, off the top of my head, I know I talk about Damon Arnett, Jeff Okuda, and Jordan Fuller, who was the most recent class. We're all starting now, but like, even go even go before that, talking about guys like I'll go way back here, like Bradley Roby. Gary on Conley, Marshawn Lattimore, Eli Apple, Von Bell, Malik Hooker, <laughs> like all these go way back to fucking Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, all these, all these guys, Kendall Sheffield, Kendall Sheffield's another one. Like, yeah, I mean, it's you, these recruits are supposed to be good. Like, yeah, they're young, but dude, they're playing like shit. I mean, look, look dude, that Indiana's quarterback Michael Penix Jr. is definitely the best quarterback they've had in a long time. I'm sure oh, yeah. he, he's good, but dude, you're talking about almost 500 yards and five touchdowns. One dude on their team had seven catches for over 200 yards. I mean, the, the, that, and here's the part that, that, that bugged me about the defense the most. Indiana did not run the ball well. I mean, I'm just looking no, at No, they didn't. Like, like the first thing I thought within, like, the first couple plays of the game is how scared they seemed of, of yeah. LSU. I, and, dude, their running game has been one that's been good. I mean, they got some good running backs. But, I mean, you look at the look – at the, they had negative yards rushing this game. So, it's not even like they had established the run to the point where you had to respect it and then they could mix in the pass because like, that's how you usually – you establish the passing game. You have to first establish the run, and then it opens up the passing game. But Michael Peters threw the ball fifty-one times. So, like you, and that's that's basically what all, all they did. Because yeah, let's their rushing stats: sixteen carries for negative one yard. So basically, all they did was throw the ball. And so you, it's, it wasn't even like a like 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 deception. Like you knew what they were going to do. They're going to come out and throw the ball around. And I texted you, or did I text? No, I didn't text you before this. But I was talking to my my one friend who wasn't worried about it. I was like, dude, I don't know. Like our corners are really, our secondary is really bad, and they could throw the ball around a little bit. And that's exactly what happened. And they, that's literally what the, their game plan was to just drop back and throw it to Freifogel, the guy that finished with seven catches, 218 yards, and three touchdowns. 
And the scariest part about it is like the rock in that secondary, like, yeah, we lost a bunch of guys, but the rock in that secondary is supposed to be Sean Wade. He is supposed to be like the number like top corner in the country. Like would have been probably been a first round draft. And the numbers still aren't even there. Oh, dude, he played. He's been playing like shit all game, dude. Every saying you just just watch it, like or he's been playing like shit all seasons, dude. If you go back to every game, dude, like Nebraska didn't play well. Penn State played really bad. Like Rutgers, like there were guys fucking getting them on Rutgers. And this time, dude, Fry, he was guarding Fryfogel one on one for most of that game, and Fryfogel made every single tough catch. Like you know, you know, I mean, like this this situation this year really really makes you wonder about whether or not Ryan Day is actually going to have, like, a proper legacy at Ohio State or if he just got handed, like, yeah, you know, a playoff team and he's just kind of, kind of like, rolling with the energy. I, it's just weird, man. Like, I'm, and I'm scared of the offense, too. This isn't the same offense we saw last year. I feel like last year we were just so much more balanced, like, as far as, like, you're not relying on one or two people. It's, it's basically just J- Justin Fields and the two receivers. Master T got a good game this time, but I don't know. Still, like, I'm, I'm a little, little shaky on, on him being, like, the lead back because he's not – he still doesn't strike me as like a J.K. Dobbins type guy, you know. No, I mean, I mean his performance against Nebraska told you that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, he he played well, twenty six carries, one hundred seven yards, two touchdowns. So that, that was pretty good. But I don't know, man. It's it, it is only we're, we're only four games in. But I mean, the fact that the season's already over, halfway over, like halfway done, and we're still having these same problems that more week or less from, from the first game. Like I, 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 you could you could you could attribute that first game performance. And the first game was probably the best game we played so far, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, Honestly, I don't, I don't even remember what the, what the spread was on that game. I mean, we, we won by 38. I mean, Nebraska isn't any good, but like, for, since then, just been did like that 13 point win at Penn State looks terrible now. And this, this, this game kind of makes me think about what would happen if we had played Maryland. Because, I mean, it's, it's crazy just to think like, you know, Maryland's only losses to Northwestern. Now, granted, it was by 40, but Northwestern's a top 10 team now. They just beat Michigan. Or not Michigan, they just beat Wisconsin. My bad. And like Maryland could throw the ball around too. They got Tua's little Tua's little brother back there. They can say they're they're basically the same same type of team as Indiana. They got um, uh, quarter good quarterback Talia Tagovailoa is pretty good. And they got two good receivers and they can throw the ball around. And dude, that would have been probably another shootout if we had played Maryland. I mean, now now that I think about it, like with Wisconsin going down once, Indiana going down once, like we could realistically end up just just playing the Hoosiers again in the Big Ten Championship. Oh no, we can't. It would have to be someone from the Big Ten West. Would it? Yeah. So it would it would, it would probably be at this point it'd be Northwestern. Western. So, they, yeah, I was watching them a little bit. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I was, I, it's once again, dude, I can't, I still, I refuse to believe that Northwestern is good. Even when they won the Big Ten two years ago, they weren't good. Like, well, I just, I think it's more just like, was, I feel kind of stupid because I was fucking hyping up Wisconsin's new quarterback, Graham Mertz, and he comes out and throws three picks against Northwestern. So, well, I mean, it was like you were saying earlier, it's kind of, it's kind of impossible possible to figure out who's good. I mean, like, Clemson has a loss already. Granted, yeah. that was like without Trevor, without Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, but like, but once again, that, that loss wasn't because they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Like Trevor Lawrence doesn't play in defense. Like Trevor Lawrence isn't the one giving up forty seven points. You know, like they if you put up if you put up forty in your Clemson, you should win. You know, like you should win those games. But, I mean, I mean, if anything, it's starting to look more like an Alabama year every single yeah. every single week. I mean, dude, I don't the, want it to be an here's Alabama the thing year. that scares me, dude. It's like Alabama is missing. Like dude, Alabama is coming out and smoking people, dude. Like and their schedule has been con- like considerably harder than us. Dude. They beat te- they beat Texas A and M by twenty eight. Texas A and M is a top five team. They beat uh, they beat Georgia by like twenty or whatever, and they're 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 missing one of their best players in Jalen Waddle, who's going to be a first round draft pick next year. Yeah, so, here we are losing to the Hoosiers, or we're winning, barely or, beating, or we're yeah. beating the Hoosiers, barely by one beating, touchdown. yeah, beating an zero and five Penn State team by thirteen, giving up twenty seven points to Rutgers. Who let's talk about Rutgers for a second, dude. Do you, do you feel like that 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 Rutgers they didn't beat Michigan, but they they lost in triple overtime? Like, what does that say? Does that say more about Michigan or, or Rutgers in your opinion? It, okay, I think I think it definitely it definitely showcases how much of a shit show Michigan's program yeah. is this year. But I actually think that in the next couple years, Rutgers might shape up to be a more decent team. They they might be they might they might bring themselves to be a middling Big Ten team. I think I think hiring Greg Schiano is definitely the, the best call they made in a while. But 
Yeah, man. I mean, once again, we'll probably now now that Wisconsin because I was scared about Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game possibly, but now that they lost and probably aren't going to win the Big Ten West. I'm not worried about fucking Northwestern. And I'm sure as hell not worried about Illinois, Michigan State, or Michigan. Like, are you? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean as, as, as far as, like, like, Illinois, has Illinois even been relevant at all in the past 20 years? I think there was a year they beat Ohio State, like, 12 years ago, maybe. There's like, cause I remember there was a year they went to the Rose Bowl and then got destroyed by USC. That, that might have been it. That, that might have been it. But other than that, like, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not worried about Michigan State or Michigan, considering that, like, those two are rolling around like like with each other hard enough as it is, and we already have seen their their performances week. Yeah, after I mean week. Michigan's two wins are against a, a really bad Minnesota team and a really bad. Uh, um, who else did they beat? Shit, I, I'm totally blanking. Who did they just play? Oh yeah, Rutgers. Yeah, they beat. Yeah, my bad. I'm brain fart on my part. But yeah, and then Michigan State's only win is against what like is against Michigan. So I mean like that. That's not. Yeah, I'm just just looking at Illinois here. I'm pretty sure they only have one win is. Oh, they're two and three, but I'm sure their two wins are against against shitty opponents. Yeah, they beat Rutgers in Nebraska. So I mean, like, they, once again, I mean, we we pretty much have three buys until the Big Ten championship game where it could get interesting. But yeah, just once once we get into that 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 playoff mode, that's when all all bets are off. And like the the top, like the, the like at this point, dude, Alabama just heads and shoulders better than everybody else, and it's just not even close. Which is know? which is irritating because it's always the case year after always year. Always the case after year after year. You think losing Tua and Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, they will, you know, uh, take a step back a little bit, but no. They, I mean, that's what happens with programs like, I mean, that's why programs like Ohio State and Alabama have been able to stay at the top. You 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 don't you don't rebuild, you reload, you know. That's yeah. why that's why I'm so, so, so surprised the secondary is so bad this year because, like, We've had so like like I just iterated before. We've had so many people draft, so many defensive backs drafted in the NFL, and we, they just replace them with the next guy. You know, and, like, and what does that say about about like Ryan Day's recruiting ability? Yeah, that's because like he, I'm mean, like, this is this is his second season. Like 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 it's these it's these years now when he's like when we're really getting out of that or that Urban Meyer era that we're yeah. We're I'm not I'm not ready to in, I'm not ready to indict uh, Ryan Day's recruiting just yet, but I mean. Well, I mean, we we just we just pulled on um, what's that guy Ewers from Texas, like the best quarterback recruit in twenty twenty two. So I think I think I think it'll be fine. I think it's more just he's got the guy's got to play better, you know. Like Marcus Hooker's got to play better. Marcus Williamson's got to play better. Like Seven Banks, it's Sean Wade's got to step up. If Sean Wade isn't the best quarterback in the, out of this group by the end of the season, like we got some serious trouble. Cause just 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 imagine those guys trying to cover like Devontae Smith and uh, John Mechie and all those guys from Alabama, or even, like, you know, the guys on Clemson or Notre Dame, for that matter. Like, it's 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 it's, it's Yeah, I keep forgetting about Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, dude, uh-huh. I think Notre Dame has all but all but assured themselves a playoff spot unless they – because even if they lose in the ACC championship game to Clemson, like, unless unless they slip up and lose, like, Boston College or something like that, which I don't see. Or North Carolina, your fucking favorite team. They play North Carolina, I think, this week, to be honest with you, but – so unless they slip There's up, a game to watch. Yeah. So unless they slip up against like a team like that and then lose to Clemson in the in the AC championship game, like I think they're gonna get it. And like I think if Clemson wins out, they'll get in. So what's your what's your what's your what's your playoff prediction looking like now? Now that your darlings in North Carolina are no longer firmly no longer in the mix. I mean at, the, at this at this point, I think I think you already put it, put it the best. Like Notre Dame will probably end up there. Clemson's gonna end up there. Alabama's definitely Alabama's gonna be definitely. there. I think Alabama, even if they lost in like the SEC championship game to. Like Florida or something like that. Like the the rest of the regular season schedule is so easy. Like they have, they got Auburn this week, and that's probably the toughest that it gets. Because then after that, they have uh, I think Arkansas and like Arkansas and somebody else. Like someone somebody not threatening. So like they, 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 even if they lost in the SEC championship game and had one loss, like they they will get it in the playoffs for sure. 
I mean, it's 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 here's here's the thing. We're we're literally sitting here trying to analyze the weirdest year of sports that is ever yeah. that, is, oh, that we've ever, ever been existed. Faced with in our yeah. lives. I mean, dude, we're Wisconsin's gonna play six games. I mean, dude, we're we're only on track to play seven. Like, you know, that's that's assuming that nothing else happens. You know, like, how do you feel about? So I I, I had an interesting conversation with one of my friends the other day. It's like I feel half of me wants to say like with that Maryland situation. I feel like we shouldn't get penalized with not having a game like an actual like that should count as a like in my mind that should kind of count as a loss for Maryland because we were ready to play you know what I'm saying like yeah. we were ready to play it's not like, it wasn't our problem but but like obviously we don't get the loss for that of course it's no contest but still like only having seven games on the schedule like how, that that still affects you as opposed to having an extra game well what do, how do you does. stand on that like what do you think they should do about that do you think like the system it is how like the system right now with just no contest is fair like what, what do you think about that? I mean I think it's it's about as fair as you can make it because I mean like what are you really gonna, like, like, like gonna do hand a, a team over a W that they didn't even do anything for yeah I mean like because cause, like here, here, here's the big issue with trying to compare teams in different in different conferences right now is like if you're not if you're not playing you're not fresh so it's like it, it makes sense to me why teams that have been playing in a longer season are shaping up better for the most part. I mean, like, they're getting the experience. I mean, it's like we've been talking about, like, our young secondary. Well, what, what are they really, really missing that a lot of other secondaries experience? experience, experience yeah. Time on the field. Games, like, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's I, – I think I think it would just be more convoluted than it needed to be if you, if you were just, like – if missed games just started getting counted as losses or yeah, wins yeah. or whatever. It's just – it's too – the numbers are already so all Man, over the let me place. tell you, I, I'm, as much as I thought kind of, you know, I thought waiting till waiting for so long and just hopping into a Big Ten schedule would be nice because we, we, could, we could skip all the bullshit games, you know what I'm saying? But, like, looking back, like, we needed those, we need those bullshit games. Like, we need those, like, our, our secondary, like, our guys on defense, that defensive line is bad, too. Like, I, like, um, obviously replacing Chase Young is next to impossible, but it, it, the drop-off is, is, is significant. Jonathan Cooper's doing the best job he can. But no, but somebody else on that on that defensive line's got to step up. Because how what's the, the best way to help a struggling secondary is to get some pressure on the quarterback and not not give him time to stand around. To, you know, like you need to get some pressure on the quarterback to take the pressure off those guys in the secondary. Because obviously it, they're not going to. It's not like next week all of a sudden they're going to come out and be amazing. You know, it's going to take it's going to take them time. But something you can do like pretty quickly is like fix it, like get more pressure on them. Find create you know find creative way even if the defensive line isn't doing something like you know send. That's on that's on Kerry Coombs too, dude. Like this is a big, big, big challenge for him. It's like find creative ways to get pressure on the quarterback so those guys in the secondary aren't. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, like, like even like if you if you put OSU against a team with like a strong running game, like a, like a, like a, like a tight as hell running game, they're not going to be able to do shit about no, it. Yeah, like that's the end. That's the yeah. end of it. And right Justin there. Fields, same problems. Dude. He's got to stop. I think this game will serve as a good wake up call for him because he's kind of been cakewalking through these first three games. But I think that this game kind of realized like he's. He he's got to start throwing the ball away, dude. Like he, he cannot keep on taking four or five sacks. A game. I've said that. I, it I, I is was so saying, I said frustrating. That all through Saturday's it's tough, game. dude. Because just like you kind of get it, because he is so like that's the problem. Like you know, these kids from high school that are like, especially like these dual threat guys from high school that come to college, like they can do all that shit in high school. The jump from high school to college is so significant. Like it's it's insane. Like you know, just think about guys like in high school. And then comparing that to guys playing D one D one football, you know, like, yeah, I mean, even like amazing guys in high school, you usually don't get D one college offers. You yeah, know what I'm no. saying? So like, think of so like you can do all that shit like running around, like make people miss and stuff in high school. But then when you're playing in in Division one football, let alone in a Power Five conference like the Big Ten, where these the guys are much bigger, faster, stronger, they're gonna get to you. You're not gonna be able to fucking juke them out all the time. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's Justin Fields' problems. He he he's still he's still in that mind. Like he still has that mindset. Of like I can make every play just because I'm so uber athletic. 
but not not as much so. And he is like he hasn't gotten less athletic. It's just the guys compared to him that he's going up against are so much more talented. Well, I was I was screaming about that exact thing all through the game. Like I mean, I I definitely like appreciate that Justin Fields is the kind of guy that will that will that will like literally go to like any length to make a play. Yeah. But like there there was there were so many moments during that game when the when the pressure was on. And he had so much time to just throw it away. Yeah. And, and it, he just. And it's like, dude, and, and don't get me wrong, every once in a while it works out well, but you gotta think about the risk award, you know, in, in a bigger game, like when every possession counts that much more, like you can afford to fucking throw away a possession or two against Illinois or, or, or Rutgers or whatever. But like in, like if you, in, in a playoff game against Clemson or Alabama, I can keep on beating this horse to death. Every drive seriously counts because that game is gonna be close. It's not gonna be a blowout. It's gonna come down to be like a one possession game. So every possession counts. So I would sacrifice him maybe being able to make a spectacular play by extending with his legs. I would, I would, like I would take like just not having that to just throw the ball away, live to find another down. Because a five yard sack, that's that's basically there's a reason why sacks are such a big statistic. If you if you get a five yard sack, that usually ends the drive. It's really hard to convert like a like a third. Second, oh yeah, I mean, that's like, like third and twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're like converting second and third and longs and turning those into first down is very very hard. Like staying staying in front of the chains is very significant. That's why sacks is such a big deal. But yeah, man, just, I just think as the season progresses, like it's it's. I mean, these are basically just practice games, you know. Like just even just practice throwing the ball away, like you know, getting what you can, and like don't don't. I mean, some of these interceptions he threw on Saturday were him trying to force things that weren't there. Like some of those interceptions were really really bad, you know. Oh like, yeah, I mean, it was almost like he was intentionally throwing it to yeah, the other. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it was bad. So yeah, I mean, I once again, it's it's a wake up call. I mean, he's not on that pace to throw more more touchdowns and incompletions anymore. So I think that's that's kind of like the, the kick in the ass he needed. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like think like like imagine if Justin Fields, for example, didn't have somebody like Chris like Olave, a Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave to bail him out. Like yeah. especially because it's like it's like I was saying earlier. Like I feel like I feel like Fields has this tendency to throw high. And I feel like that works with someone like Chris Olave because he can jump up and get it. Yeah, Same he's thing with Garrett Wilson. It. You got you got uber talented wide receivers. But I mean, other than other than that, like Justin's not playing smart enough. Like, if, if I mean, if he if he didn't have those those receivers, he'd be fucked. Yeah. And that's just that's just period. Yeah, yeah. And, but that yeah, dude, he just needs to cut down on the sacks, man. Because those are those are kill- those are drive killers. And, and yeah, against better team, those are drive killers. And then against the better teams, those drives are important. So we kind of already covered everything I wanted to cover, man. Uh, yeah, looking forward to Illinois. What would you like to see out of that? We kind of conclude every every time this way. What would you like to see out of this Illinois game? Obviously, we're gonna win. Uh, I think that's pretty safe to say. But what would you like? What, what do you want to see? I don't want to see a win to be satisfied. What do you want to really well, see? I mean, I think I think we've already spelled it out for the like like for, 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 for the most part. Like like I want to see like a total domination game. Yeah. Which we have which we have not seen at all this season. Yeah. And I was, like, we always like usually I feel like, I feel like half of, of OSU's like. Well, that's what all of last season was just beating the shit out of people. I mean, the closest game was like eleven points. But yeah, we were coming out and thoroughly demolishing people every single game last year. I mean, I mean, but like, 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 like I was saying, like it's, it's, it's not putting points on the board that's the that's the problem. It's keeping points off the board yeah. that's the problem. If I can start seeing that, I'll feel a little bit better about yeah. the postseason. I, you know, I, I like I, said, I wanted to see. This is why I wanted to see the last couple games. This is really what I what I what I expected to see out of that Rutgers game, but we all know how that turned out. Uh, I just want to see a full sixty minute performance. You know, not 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 a not a not a not a quarter. Well, like a good performance in one quarter and a bad performance in another. Not a good first half and a, and a bad second half. I want to see a full. You know, from first from the from the, the second the whistle blows to the second the whistle ends, full sixty minutes. I want to see just absolute demolition of Illinois because they are not good. Illinois is not by any stretch of the imagination a good team. This is this shouldn't be close. We should win by at least forty. Like I want to see. I was I was texting our good friend Ty Scott. You know, a friend of the podcast. Anyway, uh, by the way. Anyone who hasn't checked out that episode yet, episode nine, 
would highly recommend it. Probably one of our better episodes. But I was texting with him, and I asked him the same questions. Like, yeah, dude, I need to see like a like a sixty-two to seven game, which isn't out of the realm of possibility, you know. Against Illinois, it's very real. Because once again, dude, we're still just out talenting people. That's like that's 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 really what it comes. Even against a team like Indiana, who's ranked number nine at the time, the talent gap there is just it, it's just so much. It's just well, yeah, so like it, it it isn't athleticism. That's the it's problem. just talent. It's just pure. We're just out talenting people. That's that's what's gonna happen. Like that's the same, that's the case here again, and it's gonna be the case every single game down the road, probably from now until the playoffs. We're just so much more talented. That every single team we're going to play, even if we end up playing Wisconsin in, in the Big Ten championship game, we're still so much more talented than them. And like, I really want to, I really want to see it. Want want us to see us win a game off ex- execution. Like we we executed well, we played well, we played smart, and I want to see like a win like that. You know, because honestly, we were four and zero, but we in my mind we're zero four. Like I haven't seen like a like a like a satisfying performance. Yeah, and I and I'll I'll tell you this. This was one thing like I was thinking too, like. I want to see smarter, smarter play decisions. Like it was like that one, that one moment. I, for, I forget what quarter this this was in, but I remember Ryan Day opting to go for a conversion instead of just taking the field goal. Oh yeah, that was that fourth down play at the end of the game, and it didn't make any sense to me. Well, at all. I, I, here's the thing: I I was actually really glad he went for it because at that point in the game, it didn't look like we were gonna like forty to four. Like we've talked about it many times, field goals don't win games. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially especially when you're – let me take that back. Field goals definitely do win games. But I feel like once you get into the red zone, especially like within – like we were at like the like, – once you get inside the 10-yard line, you have to settle for a field goal. That's a loss that, on that drive. That's a win for the defense, especially in a game like that. That was looking to be like a tra- – that was looking like it was going to be a track meet because we were like – it didn't look like we were going to stop them at all on defense. So you're, you're thinking like you, you need more than three points here. You need seven. A 14-point 14 14 you know, gap is much, much better feeling, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter than a 10-point gap. So I like the decision to go for it there, especially given where we were. But that play call is so stupid. Like I said, just handing the ball off to Master Teague, who is a big dude. Like, Master Teague, he may not be having the great – I mean, he still has he's having a pretty good season, but this guy is 5'11", 225. That is a fucking bowling ball of a man back there. You talk, you tell me that dude behind our offensive line is supposed to be pretty good, can't get one yard. Like, that's – just hand the ball off to him. Don't get cute. But instead, they're trying to get cute with this fucking bootleg rollout type thing. And but it was open. That's how the it was. It was open. They actually, I, I think it was supposed. To, I think that play was designed to just be a fields run. But then they kind of played it well. But then we had the tight end wide open in the flat, and he just overthrew. Well, him, like so. I just think when you're when like when you're in like a real tight spot like that, when when like you're at the end, you're you're at the end of the game. You know you're about to punt it away. It's a one possession game, and you had that opportunity to make to make it a two possession game, like at the end when it really counts. Like I don't know how you. Don't yeah, no. If we had gone on to lose that, or that game went into overtime, we would have been looking back at the decision like, oh god damn it, why didn't you kick the field goal? And to be fair, dude, our field goal kicking this year has been atrocious. I oh mean, yeah. They brought that, that. They brought in the third kicker already of the year in this past game. Uh, what was Cybert? Whatever. I don't know, I forget what his first name is. Uh, and dude, he was a disaster. He came out and missed a forty yard field goal. Like I mean, I, I don't think we've gotten a game this year without missing a field goal. So that's obviously. That's another scary part, dude. Because like those three points, like field goals, I keep on beating this dead horse, horse to death. But those those playoff games aren't going to be blowouts. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna come down to a field goal here and there. If we if we don't have a reliable like kicking game, that's going to be a problem. Oh yeah, I mean like every every winning team has has reliable, reliable kickers. kickers yeah. That's just the way it is. What, what what was the downfall of those great Alabama teams, dude? Field goal kicking. <laughs> like we all remember the kick six, like field goal kicking. You know, so I mean, yeah, it's. I just I want to see, I just want to see a full 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 performance next next week. You know, offense, defense, special teams. You know, I, w- I would like to see them hold Illinois to under ten points. They're realistically like if 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 
Like, if we just focus hard on defense and, like, and really clamp down, which I'm sure is what Ryan Day is preaching in practice, because he's probably, if we're this pissed off, imagine how mad he is. Oh, yeah. I, so he's I, probably I on them, too. And honestly, I would like to see, like, keep the starters in, even if it's a blowout, to keep the starters in, because we need, we need, we need reps. That's yeah, like, we need experience. reps. We need, we, we need reps. We need experience, too. We need, we need as many plays as possible to iron out all these bugs, because there's not a whole lot of time. You know, you, once again, in a traditional season, you're looking at, we were 4-0, oh, you got eight games left, plus a championship game, to get ready for playoffs. Now you got three three games left against very subpar competition and a Big Ten championship game that might may or may not be difficult. You need to keep even if it's a fifty point game in the fourth quarter, keep those guys in and keep on getting them reps, dude. And I, I mean I think even if we do keep them in, we're just I just don't think we're gonna have time to shape it up this year. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean this once again, I'll my my, my uh my my uncertainties will be put to bed if we can just, you know, just once again, everything I've been saying, come out, blow them out, play well. Uh, execute well, not just out talent them, and then I'll be I'll be satisfied. My I don't know my my pessimism is spreading through my body faster than COVID nineteen. So yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, anyway, guys, I think that about wraps it up here for episode number eleven. Sorry um, to be such a bummer. Yeah, I mean we're hopefully we'll be on a better topic soon, but uh, maybe I mean hey, this next game could be a fucking blowout, and our our attitude will be completely different uh, for this next one. But anyway, once again, as I always do, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody. Who hopped on our last uh, our last stream, our tenth episode special? Um, yeah, ho- hope you guys enjoyed that content. Uh, I know we really enjoyed doing it, and thanks to everybody who's been listening out there. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun, you know, for me and Luke doing these, especially now during COVID when there's not shit else to do. Yeah, nothing. Nothing else to do. So yeah, it's been fun for us. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much, guys. From the bottom of my heart, it means a lot. Uh, Luke, you got anything more to add before we sign off here? Well, um, I would just say that I think I'm really, really excited to at least to at least see what we can shape shape the season into. I mean. We're definitely making it to, to the playoffs. Like, yeah. No way around it. So, I mean, when 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 the time comes, I'll be excited to see those games, and I'm sure we'll be excited to make episodes for them. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we have a better end to this year than last year. So that's all I'm hoping for. Well, with that, guys, we're going to be signing off. Brown and White, get it right. Peace out, America.